All right, back with another edition of our Preps Podcast. This is Kyle Nedrit from the Indy Star, joined by Logan Hunt of the Mick Network. And we're going to be talking mostly about Mr. Basketball today. I, Logan, I wrote a little bit about you know, kind of some of the candidates I thought were in the running for it, um, you know, as we stand. And now it's February 11th. And, you know, we're about a week and a half away from the sectional draw. And then shortly after that, we're going to be starting to cut some teams down and, and uh, you know, get into that fun week of the season. That, in my opinion, I think semi, or, uh, excuse me, the sectional is about as fun of a week as, as we have in high school basketball. So kind of as we stand now, mid-February almost, uh, taking a look at those Mr. Basketball candidates. And we have a few here locally, and, and I wrote about this. I, I had six on my list of of guys who I thought are kind of in the mix for it, or maybe you could call them front runners, um, the top candidates uh, for that award. And I, I don't limit it to that. I think there's other guys out there who uh, could put their name into the mix for it. Uh, but I think as we stand now, you know, you're talking about DeAndre Davis of Lawrence Central, his teammate Nigel Pack of, of Lawrence Central, uh, Tony Perkins of Lawrence North, and I, I did put Sincere McMahon of Christmas Addicts in that mix as well. And then from outside of the area, Anthony Leal of Bloomington South and Trey Galloway of Culver Academy. And maybe more than any year here in recent years, I go back to 2014 where it was kind of a, a year where we didn't know. You know. Trey Lyles ended up winning it. Trayvon Blewett ended up second, actually, and uh, James Blackman was third. And all three of those guys were you know really good players. That vote ended up being, being very close that year. Uh, I think... Most of the years after that, we've kind of known uh, maybe a little bit more who the guy was. Caleb Swanigan, 2015. Uh, Kyle Guy, 2016, although that race was somewhat close with Joey Brunk and, uh, and C.J. Walker of Tech. And then 2017 was Chris Wilkes. And then definitely the last two years, 2018 was <laughs> Romeo Lankford. And uh, 2019, again, maybe not totally we knew Trace Jackson Davis was going to win it. But once he had that 40-point game, I think it was 40 against Bloomington South, uh, in the regional, uh, I think it was pretty clear, and then they ended up making it to the semi-state and losing to Ben Davis. But uh, I think he was probably playing his best basketball late yeah. in his career in his season. Uh, so really, you know, more so than the last five years, at least, I'd say this year's race a little bit more wide open, a little bit more question marks, and kind of a little bit more fun when you look at it <laughs> that way as we get into uh, mid-February now. Yeah, especially when you have two candidates on the same team. Uh, you know, you wonder if anyone's pulling more shots their way. You know, I want Mr. Basketball. But no, <laughs> no, I don't think either of those guys would. But it, it, it is more, it is, in my opinion, a little more fun when, when there's the unknown out there. And there are a couple uh, legit candidates outside of Indianapolis and in central Indiana, uh, which makes it fun. And whenever you have, you know, an IPS kid like Sincere in, in, in the, Sincere McMahon, excuse me, in the conversation, you know, it, that that adds some excitement too, and what Crispus Attics has done, and, and and the rain that they they're starting to go on there. So, uh, it it does it adds a lot of excitement. There is no true front runner, uh, so to speak, for for this Mr. Basketball title, and I'm not sure we're going to know until the very end. Uh, I'm not sure we're going to have even a clear cut top three until the very end. And so should say, uh, Jaden Ivy from uh, used to be Mishawaka Marion went to Lalamere this year. Uh, he would have been another name on this list, but once you go to a prep school, you're not eligible to win this award. I always get questions about that. Uh, that rule was enacted, um, you know, probably it's been about 
eight or nine, ten years ago, there was no real rule against it. But because uh, Hanner Perea, who went to La Lamere, was actually on the Indian All Star team, uh, junior All Star team one year. So, and then uh, they enacted that rule to uh, limit it just to IHSAA uh, programs. So uh, that you know, Jaden Ivy ineligible to win uh, Mr. Basketball because of that uh, rule being enacted. So uh, he's another name that comes up a lot but uh, is not eligible to win the award but let's kind of go through these guys a little bit Logan you've had a chance to see DeAndre Davis uh, play a lot uh, six foot six uh, Louisville recruit you know as of last week uh, when I wrote these uh, uh, capsules about the candidates he was averaging 22.2 points 9.1 rebounds uh, 2.3 assists and shooting about 56% from the field, 35% from three. He uh, doesn't shoot a ton of threes, but but pretty good percentage. And he passed 1,000 points in in, uh, in early January. So he did miss three games with an ankle sprain, uh, but has come back and, and no worse for the, uh, the wear it appears to be. And Lawrence Central, uh, as of that writing, and I think they've won another game since then, but 38-6 uh, and six over the last two years, won a sectional title last year. And uh, currently, they're ranked number three, uh, seventeen and two in uh, in Class Four A. So, a pretty good resume, I think, for DeAndre Davis. And it's hard not to mention him without Nigel Pack, but we'll get to Nigel Pack in a second. But your your opinion on uh, Davis, maybe where he he kind of he stands in this? Uh, if you kind of shuffled the deck, and and where do you think he would land uh, on your on your list? Yeah, I think he's definitely in the upper echelon of, of the list. I mean, he's a guy that uh, reminds me a lot, uh, plays very similar to a guy like Carmel. Mello, where he's he's a wing that can shoot threes and, and knocks them down, but doesn't necessarily take them a lot. He has a deadly mid-range, which uh, makes him great for late-game scenarios. Uh, he's done an even better job this year than I noticed from last year, is, is he has started really driving to the hole and creating contact and uh, man, when he gets to the free throw line, I mean, he's he's money from yeah. there as well. So, he shoots a lot of free throws, too. Absolutely. He draws a lot of contact and, and uses his frame very well. He realizes he's taller and longer than most of his opponents and, and uses it well. So uh, he's a guy that I would have definitely in my in my top three uh, for, for the front runners for Mr. Basketball. I would say uh, I covered their Pike game when Pack was out, Nigel Pack was out. And he really carried him, I thought, that game and, and was really more vocal, more, um, you know, a couple of the fans uh, from Pike, it was a really good game. You know, Pike was playing really well, uh, and they won on the road. And a couple of the fans were kind of jawing with him, and he was he was giving them back to him. And I was like, man, it's, quite, it's good to see him, uh, you know, kind of, you know, rise to that occasion in, in a moment like that. I forget how many points he had. I wish I had that in front of me. But he had a really big uh, third quarter, kind of led them back. And without Nigel Pack, I thought uh, kind of put that team on his back. And he, he is kind of a – he's more of a vocal leader uh, on the floor uh, than probably anybody else Lawrence mm-hmm. Central has. Uh, not afraid to say what needs to be said, especially to his younger brother, uh, Deontay Davis. And I think that's a good thing uh, for this team. And, and, you know, a guy who uh, clearly has gotten a lot better. You can see the the progress in his game uh, from last year um, when he was a really good player last year, obviously, too. So I think he's on a – he would also be, I think, you know, in the top three for me if if I'm looking at it right now. And uh, I think the the negative for him right now is – they have not beat Lawrence North in the two games they've played them. So they're sitting there. They've beaten everybody else on their schedule, but I think everybody looks at it and says, 
you're 0-2 against Lawrence North, your rival, mm-hmm. the team that's ahead of you in the rankings right now. Absolutely. I think that comes into play as well as we talked about breathing, but having Nigel Pack there as well. This was the same discussion uh, you had around uh, last year uh, where you had David Bell and Ramir Elliott on the same team for Mr. Football. Mm-hmm. You know, Do they cancel each other out or they complement each other? How do you dictate that? And so... You know, it's a product of just having a really good team, having two Division One athletes on your team. It's a good problem to have. You're Coach Good, and I'm sure he loves it. But uh, I think there, there's that as well as losing twice to Lawrence North, and that's why I said I really, I'm really not sure this is gonna. We're gonna know what's gonna happen until the very end because Lawrence Central could very well get the best revenge you could have yeah. in, in Sectional Ten when when the draw comes out in a couple weeks and. They could have a chance to take Lawrence North out of the tournament altogether, and I think uh, the prior two losses would be forgiven. <laughs> right, and let's talk about. Uh, it makes sense to go to Nigel Pack now. The uh, six foot Kansas State recruit. He's a he's a point guard. Uh, average was averaging eighteen point five points, four point three assists, uh, three point seven rebounds, two point one steals as of last week. He was shooting fifty uh, percent from the field and over forty one percent from the three point line, thirty seven for ninety. Uh, there's there's a so that's a definitely a feather in his cap. He's also a, a outstanding free throw shooter, ninety two point five percent as of last week. So he did miss two games with a knee injury, uh, but he's played. Uh, every other game uh, besides those two, and he just also crossed the uh, 1,000 point mark for his career uh, just last week. Uh, so, a lot of the same, you know, if you if you look at the numbers, you know, him and Davis are they play so well together. A lot of the reason why is because they're complementary type of players. I mean, you put those two on the floor and they're they're perfect uh, mesh. You know, they you know packs the point guard and he's a great shooter and he gets the ball where it needs to go. And uh, and Pack, you know, as it stands by himself, I mean, he's he's a maybe the only real true point guard on this list, I would say, uh, but also a guy who can really shoot it, um, you know, and he's going to be a point guard at the next level for sure. Uh, maybe more of a distributor type who can also knock down the open shot when necessary. But again, you know, he he another big reason why this Lawrence Central team is sixteen and seventeen and two now, ranked number three in in Class Four A, and also a guy who had an outstanding junior season last year. Absolutely, and and he's a guy that if you haven't seen Nigel Pack play or the Lawrence Central Bears, I'd encourage you to go watch because uh, there's things that don't show up in the stat sheet that he does as well. Uh, I mean, his court vision is maybe second to none in the state of Indiana from what I've seen. Uh, he just sees the floor so well, makes high IQ basketball plays, whether it's you know getting a, a quick a quick switch, whether it's moving the ball side to side. He knows how to attack the zone well. I mean, really commands the offense and does a very good job of finding a way to get DeAndre the ball mm-hmm. as well in, in good places. Uh, very rarely do you see Nigel Pack make you know an errant pass and, and, and kind of get down on, on the team there. So he's a guy that, that does just a lot of really good things and, and maybe won't lead the team in scoring but has done everything else um, imaginable. So uh, really just a talented guy. And like I said, had a great junior all-star year, and uh, I would – Fully expect to see him on the Indiana yeah. All Star list. Oh yeah, and he's uh, again he's one he's a guy who last year hardly ever turned the ball over. I mean, mm-hmm. even the best, the toughest games, the Warren Central games, uh, who turns you over a lot, he just didn't do it. And that's that's a real mark of a, of a good point guard. Uh, I don't know if he's fully healthy. I mean, even though he's he's back from the knee injury. Uh, kind of, you know, just just maybe not completely 100%. I don't know if he'd admit that or not, but not that he's played, you know, he's played outstanding still, uh, but kind of, you know, those things don't go away automatically, <laughs> you know, even if you come back to the court. Um, 
Nigel, I think, more of a uh, quiet leader, uh, more of a lead-by-example type of guy. He's trying to be more vocal, and I think he has been this year. Uh, but the hard thing with, with Pack and Davis, you kind of mentioned this earlier, is it's almost impossible to think of one without the other. Mm-hmm. And maybe that will uh, take votes away from each other uh, when the vote does happen. But it makes me wonder, too, if, if Lawrence Central's holding the trophy at the end of March at, at Banker's Life Fieldhouse, what better – you know, I, I can't think of a more deserving co situation than, than that would be. And, and it would make sense to make those guys co Mr. Basketballs. And I know it's something Lauren Central was thinking about, uh, kind of marketing those two as a as a as a kind of a, a two headed Mr. Basketball anyway. I don't think they're you know, they're not gonna be gunning for their own their, themselves. It's all about what can we do in the postseason and I know how much it hurt them to lose those especially the second game to Lawrence North because they felt like all right we know what's coming um you know we're ready for them now and then they just could not make enough shots in the fourth quarter and that's kind of what it came down to against Lawrence North and uh they let that one in the Marion County Championship slip away so there's no doubt in my mind they're going to be ready for the the third game possibly you know to play against them if they can get through whatever else they have to in sectional 10 uh but but you know as Pi- as as Pack stands alone, Logan, where do you where do you think he kind of slots uh, when you're talking Mr. Basketball? Yeah, I th- I think for him as well, he he uh, could very well be in the in the top three. I uh, no doubt a top five mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Uh, but like I said, it's just so tough uh, when you have to try to mark them all up when when everyone is very even uh, with each other because you have guys like you mentioned with Tony Perkins and Sarah McMahon and Anthony Leo all still on the list. Yeah. <laughs> you know where do you slot them? But I think I think Nigel Peck's definitely top five, and uh, I I like the idea of of possibly having you know co Mister Basketballs mm-hmm. with, with him and, and Dre if Lawrence Central were to kind of go the distance. Yeah, and their their stats are really so close, mm-hmm. and uh, you know Pack course has more assists, Davis more points, but it's partly because of the positions they play. Pack is super efficient, you know, and mm-hmm. his points per game is where you you know beyond where you'd want from a point guard. So. Uh, really close. Those two, I think, are almost, you know, you almost can't talk about one without the other. And then that kind of leads us to the next, uh, Tony Perkins from Lawrence North, which is, like we mentioned, two wins over Lawrence Central. They are, um, you know, number two right now in the state rankings. Their only loss came to North Central uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, but they're they're sitting right there behind Bloomington South. Uh, Perkins, of course, I think the game against Lawrence Central, the first game, uh, had 30 points, and I thought he was the, you know, he kind of put it out there that game like all right I'm you know I'm gonna lead this team and he did I mean it wasn't just him but I thought he was kind of the the, the force behind that you know that that opening uh salvo that uh, that Lawrence North sent in that game and he's been really again very efficient player uh, six foot four Iowa recruit uh 19.4 points six six rebounds 3.4 assists and 1.4 steals and leads the team in just about every category, I think, except rebounds, where DJ Hughes mm-hmm. is, is uh, slightly ahead of him. Uh, but shooting 60% from the field, and uh, <laughs> that that says a lot for a guard. Uh, and 33.3 from uh, the three-point line, and about almost 70% from the free-throw line. He gets to the free-throw line a lot, too, uh, for uh, Lawrence North. But I don't know. If, if you're looking at it as a standalone one-season award, uh, I'd have a hard time not giving Perkins a slight edge at this point. Of course, like we've talked about throughout this, it's not the end of the season yet, and we don't know what's going to happen with Lawrence North in the uh, sectional, uh, let alone the whole tournament. So, 
there's a long way to go as far as that goes, but uh, as you look at it on February 11th, I'm not sure he's not the guy I would pick for Mr. Basketball. No, I, I 100% agree, and you, you said it. The key is, you know, sometimes when you look at these Mr. Basketball or Mr. Football awards, is it a career or is it a season? And everyone votes a little different on that, but if, if, it, if you're voting on just a season, uh, Tony Perkins has been the best player on the best team in the state, I believe. I mean, night in, night out, Tony Perkins has led that team uh, in like every statistical category except for rebounds, and he has good players on his team. This is a Lawrence yep. North Jack Kiefer-led team. Mm-hmm. I mean, DJ Hughes is, is going to go somewhere next year, that, or in two years now, he's a junior. Uh, he's gonna he he could very well go Division One. Shamar Avance, a phenomenal player as well. I mean, there there's some guys that can really play on this Lawrence North team, and and he's the best guy every single night. And you mentioned his shooting has gone up as well, shooting sixty percent from the field, uh, over thirty percent from behind the behind the three point line, and that's something that's been an area of improvement for him from last year to this year. That's where he's made this jump. And and every big game he showed up. Mm-hmm. Every single one of the Lawrence Central games he shows up and, and absolutely shows out. <laughs> he lets yeah. everyone know he's the best player on the court. So I think it's hard pressed not to pick Tony Perkins as the number one guy in my eyes for right now. But it's a long season. We we still <laughs> we still have some more basketball to be played, and, and the margin isn't large between one and two. Yeah, and I look for those intangible things, too. And I remember the um, the, the game against Lawrence Central in the county, and, and he, he told Omar Cooper, you know, take the, take the shot if you're open, and, you know, pointed at him and, and, and said, you know, and he got him the ball on the wing, and Cooper made a huge shot. I think this is only his first points of the game in the fourth quarter. Uh, so those sort of intangible things, too. I think he's showing his leadership this year in a lot in a lot of ways. Uh, this team hasn't you know come out strong and then and then faded at all. I mean they they've lost only one time all year to uh, North Central and that was after the county. So you know I think they've played six games in nine days and, and probably due for a bit of a letdown. Uh, that those things happen. I think they've bounced back pretty nicely from that. I think Perkins is a big reason. He's always kind of a steady. You know even against Carmel he had 14 points, but. In a game where it's 39-37, 14 is like you know 30 almost, and, <laughs> and he was really efficient, I thought, and and uh, didn't force stuff. And he, you rarely see him just go off and just I'm going to force a bunch of shots up. He's he's not hasn't been that type of player. Uh, very impressed all year. I think Iowa was getting a, a really good player, probably better than a lot of people thought going into the season when he signed. So uh, good get for them, and and uh, he definitely belongs on this list. And you know, it, it's interesting. Iowa always seems to get guys from Indianapolis, yeah. and they always seem to be a little better than they thought they were. You know, they seem to be starting as freshmen. I'm not saying, I'm not foreshadowing anything, but <laughs> I, I do agree. I think um, Coach McCaffrey's getting a really good one, and Tony Perkins, he's going to be an absolute stud. While we're talking about the top teams in 4A, the number one team is Bloomington South right now, and uh, Anthony Leal, who is uh, headed to Indiana University, 18.6 points a game, 3.9 rebounds, 2.7 assists, and 2.2 steals. Another guy, he's averaging uh, or he's shooting 57% from the field, 35% from the three-point line, and uh, almost 80% from the free-throw line. And I thought last week uh, against Silver Creek, he had a, a game-winning three-pointer, had 31 points at Silver Creek, which was the number one team in 3A. And uh, that might have been sort of a, a Mr. Basketball moment yeah. for him if you look back and say, all right, when did he win it? Maybe that was it if they go on and uh, do what they're hoping to do. Uh, Leal sort of reminiscent. I, I've written this a couple times of the Jordan Holes uh, 2009 race when that was sort of a, a, a muddled race and, and 
uh, Holes and Bloomington South go on and go undefeated, win the 4A title, and uh, and Holes wins Mr. Basketball uh, against some other guys like Scott Wood that year and Derek Elston and uh, Stephen Van Treese. He had a few others who were kind of in the mix that year, and he kind of pulled away. I'm probably forgetting a couple other names in that group. But uh, but that was sort of like this year where uh, Bloomington South undefeated late in the year and uh, have an IU recruit kind of leading the way. And uh, I don't, you know, I don't know. Leal, I think you definitely have to put him right up there because of what mm-hmm. he's done so far. And uh, if Bloomington South goes on and win it, the whole thing, I, I kind of think he's going to be the guy who ends up winning Mr. Basketball. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that is, it'd be tough not to pick a guy on, a, on an undefeated team that wins Class 4A. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that would be tough uh, regardless of what the other guys have done, uh, especially with the numbers that he's put up and, and being down there from Bloomington South. Uh, I mean, it is. It, it reminds you a lot of the Jordan Holes year and, and I, you know, I hear complaints from people saying, well, Bloomington South, doesn't, they don't face these Indianapolis teams. They don't face, you know, the, these these Central Indiana teams. Um, I'm here to tell you that Bloomington South is a good team. Uh, you know, they might have a couple more losses if they did play a tougher schedule if they were, you know, in the Hoosier or the Mick. But uh, still, Anthony Leal can play. I've seen him play. We've seen him hit big-time shots. And uh, I, I agree with you. He could very well end up being uh, Mr. Basketball uh, just Kind of by default at the end, at the very least. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a good he's a good shooter. I remember, and, and there's always the J.R. Holmes factor. There's a reason mm-hmm. he's won 700 something games in his career. I remember sitting in Doug Mitchell's office. He was watching video. This was, gosh, probably seven eight years ago. And uh, North Central was about to play Bloomington South in the semi state. I think it would have been 2011, probably. North Central had won the year before, and uh, Bloomington South had D. Davis, and uh, and he's like, man, we you know, we should beat them. Uh, but J.R. Holmes is worth about 15 points on on their side. So, he, you know, he the respect factor there is obvious for J.R. Holmes. Uh, he knows how to use uh, Anthony Leal and, and get the most out of him. And uh, and he's a guy who, again, he's, he's surrounded by a lot of good players yeah. too. So his numbers, I think, could probably be, be even better uh, than what they are. But he's got some, you know, Connor Hickman's a junior who's getting Division One offers now. And, and so they've got some really good uh, talent on that team as well. And, and uh, I wish they did play some more – uh, Indianapolis area teams throughout the year, so we could kind of see you know the head to head matchups yeah. a little bit more than we do. Uh, but but believe me, they're they're not <laughs> they're not going to go out and lose yeah. by forty points in the uh, in the tournament. So they're going to be they're going to definitely be a factor no matter who they end up playing. And then uh, let's go another while we're talking about IU recruits. Uh, Trey Galloway uh, from uh, Culver Academy, uh, six foot six. Uh, 22.2 points, 5.5 rebounds, 4.8 assists, 2.4 steals. Uh, again, this wrist injury, uh, this year it's his right wrist. Uh, he hurt it uh, during the season. He missed three games, has come back, and he's definitely not 100%, but he's still uh, been able to make a, make a lot of, uh, you know, help them to a lot of wins. They beat Cathedral uh, about a week and a half ago. He had 27 points, 8 rebounds, and 5 assists in an overtime win over Cathedral. Uh, has not shot the ball well from three, but he's fifty over fifty percent overall from the field, and then a re- pretty low twenty three percent from the three point line. But again, uh, when your right wrist is uh, is injured, that's a that definitely plays a factor. I would I would think uh, in what he's doing shooting wise. Uh, he's a guy who's already won, unlike a lot of guys on this list. He's already won a state championship as a sophomore. Uh, they won a three A title. 
in 2018, and he was a big part of that team. They made it back last year, uh, lost to Silver Creek by three points, and then and now they're bumped up to 4A. So now they're playing in the same mix with the other guys we're talking about. And uh, having a good year, they play at Attics on uh, on Saturday night, so that'll be a good test. Uh, curious to find out what happens in that game and see uh, what the result is there. Uh, but Galloway, a guy who does everything really well, uh, and you know hasn't shot it great from the outside like I mentioned, but he always fills the stat sheet uh, when they play top competition, uh, whether it's AAU or, or high school. He always seems to rise to the level of competition. Uh, always seems to be uh, a team leader in a, in a lot of different categories. So you know, I put him in the you know put put him definitely in the mix. Again, I'm curious to see how he does in, in some of these bigger games in the tournament if they can make it out of the sectional in 4A. And uh, like I said, he's won he's won at a high level before. And this is why we say it, it's a long year. We still have some time because uh, Trey Galloway is a guy that right now maybe feels like he's taking a back seat to the you know the previous th- three or four guys we've mentioned already. Uh, that he may be kind of that fifth guy. But, I mean, once the tournament comes around and if Culver's still playing come, you know, middle of March, mm-hmm. all of a sudden your stock goes up a little bit. And, mm-hmm. and, and Trey has, has shown the ability, like you said, to show up in the big games and, and fill the box score up. So uh, he's a guy that you could be talking about later or, you know, could fizzle out and out there up in 4A. We aren't sure exactly, but we know Culver is a good team. And with their win of Cathedral, they, they've had some good moments. So it's a state championship team, and he's a guy that – you might want to just keep your eye on it. Yeah. Don't be surprised if you hear about him in a couple of weeks. I really do think that the the way it sets up this year in the northern part of the bracket, it's not a it's not a huge uh, year where you've got a ton of teams who are really good right. up at there in four A. Uh, there are good teams, but I don't think there's anybody up there that they can't uh, get. I think they could be playing in the semi state. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't think that's a huge stretch to to see that happen. They could be playing then a. Uh, you know, a team like Carmel or uh, uh, HSE or, you know, somebody from that quadrant, Fishers, uh, in the semi-state, uh, potentially, you know, who whoever comes out of that, but out of that regional. Uh, but I don't think that's a stretch. I think he's always a guy who seems to uh, to play well against good teams. And, uh, you know, the more time goes on, the more that wrist is going to heal yeah. up. And it's a shame he's had this the last couple of years because his numbers, uh, shooting-wise, have, have have suffered some from that, I believe, but uh, definitely a winner and, and a guy who uh, I think belongs in this mix for sure. And I think a guy who's going to go on to have a good career at, at IU. I have people ask me about that, and I think you know his his uh, the way he can do so many different things. He's a competitor, it's a really tough competitor. Uh, I think he's going to go on, and, and I'm, I'm, I feel fairly confident in saying that he's going to have a good career at IU. Not to mention the size and the frame. That's what we love to see at the yeah. next level, Division One. I. I mean, being six six and play out there on the wing, you can make yourself uh, play multiple positions as well. And he's a guy that is a student of the game. Yeah, I can handle the ball too, and, and do a lot of things a guard can do. Uh, and that brings us. We're going to talk about uh, mention Attics plays actually host Culver Academy on uh, Saturday night at Attics. So uh, we're talking about Sincere McMahon, and, and uh, he's maybe not a guy that you know you you would think about necessarily right away with Mister Basketball. But you know, with what he's done, you know, uh, let's see, twenty five point eight points, four point eight assists, three point six rebounds, one point seven steals, fifty three percent from the field. And a very high percentage from three, forty-six percent, forty-five point six. That was through, not, not counting this last game where they played at Kokomo on uh, on Saturday against Fort Wayne Blackhawk. But that's a very high percentage from three. Also, an eighty-five percent free throw shooter, and he gets there a lot. So uh, numbers definitely would dictate that that he's he belongs in the mix. I would say, and and you know you put together that with the wins 
uh, Addicts has accumulated to this point. They're ranked in 4A. They're new to 4A, but they're ranked in 4A. They won City for the first time since 1962. All those things, I think, matter, and uh, that's the reason I put him on this list. And, and then you mentioned also he, uh, as a freshman, played for Tindley. He transferred to Addicts after that, but he was part of a team there that won a state championship. I believe he had 10 10 or 12 points in that state championship game for Tinley, which Eric Hunter was the guy that everybody remembers from that team, but McMahon was on that team, so he's he's won. It was at a different school, uh, but he's also won as well, so won a state championship. So, you know, I, I think all those things considered, uh, I, I put him on this list. I think he's maybe down a, a notch or two uh, from, from some, or eight notch maybe from some of the others we talked about just based on overall uh, resume, but man, overall this year, hard to uh, ignore what he's done so far. Yeah, he's a guy that kind of weaseled his way into the race. I mean, he was he wasn't he wasn't one of those front runners at the beginning of the season. He's a guy that you talked about and possible Indian All Star. We know what he's capable of, but the numbers he's put up and what has helped as well, as you said, is the success that Crispus Addicts has mm-hmm. had this season. The sustained success that they've had over the last couple of years with him kind of leading the way, or hopefully the way for him. Uh, it has definitely helped his case and, and what they've been able to do. They've faced uh, some better opponents as well this year and, and have done a very good job of, of, of handling themselves and earning the respect of others. I mean, you know, if you have addicts on your schedule, it's not a walkthrough at all. Uh, so I think he's a guy that uh, definitely has worked his way and earned his way into the conversation. Yeah, they did take a uh, took a pretty big loss to Lawrence Central. I think that ended up being about 30 points, but that's by far their biggest loss so far this year. Uh, I, th- I believe they're 15 and three as it stands right now, and and uh, ranked number six in Class 4A. So uh, th- again, they're in that sectional 10. Though four of the players on this list, uh, Pack, Davis, Perkins, and McMahon, are playing in the same sectional. So you're only getting one, possibly two, uh, based on the LC teammates getting out of the sectional. So I ask you this: I mean, do any of these guys, let's say Tony Perkins doesn't get out of the sectional, could he still win Mr. Basketball in your opinion? Absolutely. I I think Tony Perkins could because of the success that Lawrence North has had in the regular season. I mean, uh, with only one loss to North Central, they've been the best team in Central Indiana. Uh, It's what everyone's voted on and most people have said. So if you've watched them play, you'll probably agree. I mean, they they are are tough. And uh, with him having those two head-to-head wins already against uh, DeAndre Davis and Nigel Pack against Lawrence Central, that's going to help his case. And uh, depending on what Sincere McMahon could do even, uh, out of that sectional. I think, I think it gives still Tony Perkins an upper hand on some of those other guys. Now, a guy like Sincere McMahon, if he doesn't make it out of sectionals or make any noise, I think it will be a little tougher. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that's probably where it stands right now. Uh, I, you know, LC, the, the, both LC guys, I think, obviously anybody benefits from making a deep run in the tournament. If they lose a third time to Lawrence North, I, I would have a hard time, you know, based off that, uh, maybe picking one one of them or the other, uh, especially if it's Lawrence North that moves on out yeah. of that, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, those things do matter. I think in a year where it's it's really close and you're and you're kind of looking for any. Um, you know any category of success that you can find uh so i mean lawrence lawrence central could end up the season with three losses and all of them be to the same team that could legitimately uh, potentially happen uh and i think that would that would be detrimental to either of those guys candidacy but but i mean again it's it maybe that's not fair but i think that's kind of the way it is right now or to you know throw a wrench in the plan, someone like Warren Central or North yeah. Central or Tech or someone else comes out of sectional ten altogether. Right, 
And then there's some other guys, too, I want to mention. And uh, I know I, I received uh, some, some people throwing some other names out as well. And, and you could go down, and there's probably 20 guys you could mention. That's probably more of an Indian All-Star type of a, of a list than a Mr. Basketball list. Uh, John L. Davis from Gary, 21st Century, uh, Florida Atlantic commit. Uh, they he is he's had huge numbers. He's at thirty point four points per game, nine point nine rebounds, five point one steals, and, and uh, Gary twenty first. You know, as of when I wrote this, was fifteen and two, and I don't th- I think they're seventeen and two now, and ranked uh, number three in Class A. They play a very good schedule as well up in Gary. They come down here and play a couple times, I believe, uh, here in the next week or so. Uh, so he's a guy I think who, who belongs in, in, a, in, a, in a list of, of Mr. Basketball candidates. Uh, Taysan Parker from Northwestern, uh, headed Indiana Wesleyan. He's at 23.6 points, 6.2 rebounds. And uh, Northwestern is a team there. They play uh, Blackford tonight, which would be interesting. They play Luke Brown uh, at Northwestern, probably be a sellout game. But they're 13-3 and in 3A, and he doesn't have a whole lot of help either. So uh, I think he's a guy. He had some Division One offers and decided, I'm going to go to Indiana Wesleyan, and I'm more comfortable there playing. So he's a, he's a legit D1 uh, type of a player, and I think he's definitely an Indian All-Star. Uh, Kyron Powell from uh, Evansville Bossy, uh, Houston recruit, six foot ten, doesn't score a ton. Uh, he's right around thirteen points, but his rebound and block shots are insane. He's twelve over twelve rebounds and over eight block shots per game. He's a, he's a jumping jack for uh, Bossy. <laughs> Uh, they're just outside the top ten and eleven and five as of uh, you know as of last week. So another guy who uh, Division One player uh, Andrew Wellage of Greensburg about twenty one points six point four rebounds four point three assists and uh, Greensburg ranked highly in Class Three A. If they could make a run, you know he's a guy I think who could jump up on some lists. And then I also had Charlie Yoder of Westview. Uh, he is he's all time leading scorer in Lagrange County up there in Amish country now with uh, more than eighteen hundred points. Uh, left left handed uh, uh, wing player twenty eight point oh points per game, uh, ten point eight rebounds, five point one assists, three point two steals, and also a guy who has some Division one offers. So any of those guys, I think if if their teams make a run, they start climbing up the ladder a little bit more. And I think there's some other guys out there too. Uh, who have that potential, but uh, I limited it to those. I guess it ended up being 11 guys total. Uh, I, I'd be surprised, I guess, if it comes from anybody outside of even the even the top six, maybe. But uh, uh, this is a year where there's this is probably the depth of this class isn't quite as much as it's been in the past. But I think some really good candidates in uh, you know overall as as you look at this list. Oh yeah, there's still some high end talent as well. This is still Indiana. Let's not get it mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> Basketball still grows here. I mean, this is this is what what happens so uh, i think with your 11 guys i think we already have our indiana all-star roster yeah they're good pretty to go, close Kyle. pretty close yeah <laughs> we'll just need maybe two more and uh, be good to go but i think there's a, there's some other guys too that uh you know uh a guy like josh smith of monrovia you know maximus gizzy at new pal who've had great careers who uh will, will factor into that yeah. uh, indian all-star uh you know uh, roster for sure some somehow or some way and there's always people who based off what the roster looks like uh they may need a wing or they may need, actually this team will need some bigs yeah. so uh, this will be a group where you know if you're a big guy who can who can score you're you have a better chance of making Smith the team. tape <laughs> <laughs> yeah go ahead and uh go ahead and do that but uh that's going to wrap just wanted to talk Mr. Basketball Logan who would you as of February 11th who who are you picking right now Tony Perkins okay 
I think Perkins is my Mr. Basketball at least. That's what I would. Uh, that's what I would do right now too. And like I said, that is far from a uh, final selection. Yeah. <laughs> far, far from it. I, I think this thing really. I like to see it play out. There's nobody on this list who I wouldn't pick. You know, based off what could happen the next Correct. six weeks. So yeah. uh, I'll say that for sure. But I think Perkins has been the most consistently uh, good player to this point. And you factor in the team success. And uh, you have to you have to give him a lot of credit, and Anthony Leal, honestly, too. What else can they do? I mean, they they've won every game they could, and, and you know, so it's really you know, you know, what's the uh, what's what's the term there? You're, you're grasping at straws, I guess, to 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 try to nitpicking, yeah, to, to figure it out because there's so many uh, good teams and, and guys who have led their teams to a lot of success yeah. uh, so far this year, but. Uh, Wanted to touch on Mr. Basketball today. We'll we'll leave it at that and uh, get back to talking. Uh, hopefully, sectionals here pretty soon. Taking a closer look at what's happening there uh, and what's happening with the sectionals. But uh, appreciate Logan coming on, and we will talk to you next time.